Hey there, welcome back. It's Full Live Athlete Pastor Channel. This is the Online Bible Reading Club, Day 152. We're going to be looking at 2 Chronicles 15 and 16 and John 12 in the New Testament, 27 and following down to the end of the chapter. So, on the Online Bible Reading Club, our goal is to help you to read through the Bible in a year, all, all 365 days. You can look on the description below uh, and find the reading. Uh, and it's uh, Just click on it and it says June 1. Uh, and that's where we are on Second Chronicles 15, 16, and then John 12, 27 following. Okay, so let's get into it. Uh, as you think about how to understand the Old Testament, you're looking at the historical narrative here before us. And you see all these stories about kings, you know. And so uh, we're looking at, at this time in Israel's history, uh, Judah is separate from Israel. Israel has rebelled and separated themselves from Judah. And so uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit confusing because Israel is really in two bodies. And, and the one that's known as Judah is the one that's based out of Jerusalem. And so they have two kings and, you know, ruling in the nation there, and they're at war. Uh, well, so you see Asa has taken over from Adonijah, who took over from uh, Rehoboam, uh, who was the descendant of Solomon. So this is the Davidic kingship, uh, which is going to be eternal. Uh, really, the son of David is going to rule for forevermore and, and always uh, uh, reign. And, this, and the one that's going to come is going to be the ultimate redeemer. Uh, and so one of the key things to know about the Old Testament is it's proclaiming Christ. And so what, what is Christ exactly? How does he redeem us? Well, he executes the office of prophet, priest, and king. And as you see here, uh, that the kings typify Jesus. So you see in Asa, uh, in chapter 15 of Second Chronicles, he brings about religious reforms. Uh, we mentioned that in the previous video, but, but he's going to cleanse uh, the uh, nation of the idols, which is great. Uh, and you'll see Jesus... Um, you know, Purifying the temple, right? When he and he enters into in, in the scene in John two, uh, part of his first uh, uh, you know, activities in ministry is cleansing the temple, right? Casting out the money changers, right? Uh, turning over the tables, which is awesome. Uh, and so that's the kingly uh, work of defending the flock from the evil ones, right? Uh, the shepherdly, kingly role of standing between and and defending the people from evil religious leaders, right? So here you see um, uh, that uh, is, is commendable. And so, with, but in all these Old, Old Testament kings of Judah, which are, there are good ones here. And, and Asa would, be, would count as a good one. He walked in the ways of David, uh, his father, uh, as it says there in, um, in chapter 14 last time. But he's, it highlights um, in, at the end of his story in chapter 16, how he didn't finish well. And it leaves us longing for the true king, right? That the true king is going to be Christ. As you see here in verse uh, 9 uh, of chapter 16, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give support, strong support for those whose heart is blameless toward them. Uh, and it, and, and the, this is from the words of a prophet, Hanani, uh, the seer, he says, who is rebuking Asa. Uh, for his uh, lack of trust in the Lord, right? The Lord had given him amazing battles over uh, the uh, over the uh, Egyptians, uh, not the Egyptians, but the uh, 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 the, Af the African nations who had sought to take over the south of Israel uh, in the previous uh, reading. Uh, but as you see there, he is uh, you know God has demonstrated his power to help this king. Well. Uh, at this time, later in his life, Asa forgets that, uh, essentially, and seeks to bribe uh, a, a, another king from Syria, 
uh, Ben Haddad to help him uh, <laughs> to get rid of uh, the the kind of a nefarious plot of the northern king at the time against him in Jerusalem, right? We won't go into all the details, but you can read it there. But but that's the situation is that uh, this prophet is rebuking uh, King Asa for his bribery or his using his riches to to solve his problems himself rather than relying on God and crying out to him as he always uh, should do, uh, as the true king would do, right? The true king would call out to the father and rely on him alone for our salvation. Well, uh, he ought to recall that when, the, when he battled the Ethiopians and Libyans and all those uh, enemies, and God won the battle, right? Well, it says the word of God runs to and fro, as it says there, but you have not, you have not uh, done this. You have not trusted in the Lord's eyes to see you and help you, and have done foolishly. And it says, therefore, uh, from now on you will have wars. So Asa gets angry, and he and he throws the seer in prison, right? So he doesn't like to hear the word of God rebuking him. So he throws this uh, uh, this prophet into prison to be cruelly treated. Now, as you see that, uh, this is uh, why we, you know, you see an, one more story about how he gets a foot disease later in his life, and the and the chronicler, the author, makes a point to say, hey, he didn't seek uh, the Lord's help in that either. He went with physicians alone. And so, of course, God gives us ordinary means like physicians to do his work of healing. But we should call out to him because he is the true king and he reigns and rules over all. Uh, So this king, it says, uh, ultimately is not going to give you rest. Uh, Asa won't give you rest. He's going to lead to more wars because of his sin, because of his lack of trust in God. And, you know, who will give you rest is King Jesus. Matthew 11, 28 says, Come unto me, and I will give you rest. Right? He will defeat and subdue all of his enemies and all of our enemies, and he will subdue us to himself. He is the king, and that's how he executes the office of Redeemer. He is the anointed one, uh, as these kings were anointed in the Old Covenant. He is a true king, and he is anointed. And you see him recognized as such in our last reading. In, in uh, John 12, as we move to the New Testament, Jesus has entered Jerusalem to do the work of kingly redemption. He is going to uh, defend and, and save his people by loving them, of giving him own self at the cross uh, to actively obey and to passively obey to the will of God for our salvation. So you see his kingly work is going to, it's an, he's anointed as he comes down. He's recognized as king by the people as they, as they shout Psalm 118 at him. And he fulfills the prophecy of Zechariah 9.9. He is that uh, Davidic, Solomonic uh, king who rides in on the, on the donkey cult, right? So you see that, uh, that's not because that animal had any inherent uh, <laughs> power to it. It was that that's how Solomon was declared to be the true descendant of David, the true son of David, and the king, the justified king of God. So as you see here, uh, we see that uh, not everyone can see this. Not everyone's going to look for that rest. Not everyone's going to be able to hear him. And Jesus and and John appeal to uh, the words of Isaiah. Um, And as as he quotes Isaiah here in verse 38 and following of chapter 12, it says, Lord, who has believed what we had heard from us? Uh, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Uh, you know, the arm of the Lord. The, 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 this is the strength of God to help his people and, and to be the king, right? This is what Asa believed and then forgot. Uh, it says, 
Isaiah says in 40 here, quoting Isaiah, uh, John does, he says, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart, lest they see with their eyes and understand with their heart and turn, and I would heal them. You see there that the only way we see that there's a king who reigns and rules and defends us is if God will open our eyes because he's the king. He not only accomplishes our salvation by his kingly work at the cross, but he kingly, uh, by his arm, uh, so to speak, his strength, he turns dead people or blind people in this in this metaphor or, or reality uh, to uh, into people who can see his glory and long for him and will call out to him and he will give them rest as it says remember in Matthew 11:28 come unto me and I will give you rest and so it says in that previous verse in Matthew 11:28 that God has hidden these things from some and revealed them to others that's why we know him so we know the father the son so Jesus is bringing down uh, justice. Uh, as God had thundered on Sinai, we see in this text that a voice thunders uh, from heaven to show that this is going to be the king who will bring true justice. As Moses uh, met with God and, and God thundered at Mount Sinai back in Exodus 19, here in John 12, you see in 27 and following that the voice came from heaven, I have glorified it and I will glorify it again. Uh, and the crowd stood there in awe that this is the judge, the king, Jesus, right? And it says there that he, now, Jesus, is not judging anyone, right? But he's come to save the world, as it says there. He doesn't come in verse 48 to, to judge the world. Uh, but, and, 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 but the word he says that I have spoken will judge him on the last day. We will be judged according to our conformity to the word spoken by Jesus, which is all inclusive of all 66 books. You can't just say, well, Jesus spoke Matthew, the words Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John have there in the red letters in your Bible. No, all of the word of God is Jesus' words. And so we're accountable to conformity to all of it. And we will stand or fall uh, as, as declared righteous uh, in in God's sight, or 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 sinful and condemned, uh, based upon our keeping of the law or breaking it, uh, unless someone, as Galatians three thirteen says, becomes a curse for us, right? Because those who disobey are cursed, and so Jesus became cursed for us by taking on our sin and dying for it uh, to endure the wrath of God for us, so that we could be justified so that we could by faith receive his righteousness as our own because of his kingly accomplishments right so think about that he has uh subdued you to himself you see this you see justification by faith you see this gospel because of his kingly work and that's he relied on god all of his days because we fail just like aces so so we don't need to be a king now like the old in the old covenant to know this and relate to god this way all people, great and small, can come to the Lord through Jesus Christ, the true King. Uh, and he re His work represents people. Just as Asa's bad work brought wars and tragedies to his people, Christ's uh, obedient, righteous work brings blessings on you and an inheritance to you in the eternal kingdom. That's a beautiful way to end this one as we think about the kingship of Jesus uh, embodied in the Old Covenant in, in Second Chronicles and then realized in John 12. So take it easy. We'll see you next time with the Online Bible Reading Club. Keep reading. God bless you all. Take care.